Just before we begin this episode on elements of theatre composition, we are trying a new format for these episodes, more conversational in tone. Uh, we hope you enjoy them. Feel free to give your feedback at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. Welcome to our new special episode with our special guest, Andrew Byrne, one of the members of the Drama Victoria Committee of Management, here to talk about the elements of theatre composition, specifically rhythm. Without further ado, we bring you Andrew Byrne on rhythm. Welcome, Andrew. I was going to do something really clever and try and, like, wrap an introduction, but I think I'd just embarrass myself. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the Brooks Corner. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, what did I say about embarrassing yourself? Yeah, yeah. Playground <laughs> or school, man. Oh, the playground <laughs> is when I spend most of my days. Anyway, uh, rhythm. Okay, we're talking about rhythm. But rhythm. rhythm. That's right. Rhythm. The pace. The rhythm of the night. The timing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, great. Oh the yes, tempo. we're talking about VCAA definition yeah. here. I missed him <laughs> talking about the VCAA uh, definition because he was using great rhythm and he left a moment of silence, so I jumped in. But let's tell us, define rhythm for us. Rhythm, the pace, timing and tempo within the interpretation. Okay, so not out of the interpretation. Well, hopefully not out of the interpretation. What are your students looking at if it's not within the interpretation? Okay, within this interpretation. Great. So the pace. Once again, there, here are some words that might be new or people just think mean the same thing. But pace, tempo and timing are different. And once again, we're talking about interpretation, are we? We're talking about yes. your, we'll call it unique vision of a script. Because no matter how many people pick up the same script... Even one page of a script or with the exact same words written on it, we are all going to come up with a different version, even slightly different. There are yep. going to be variations of an interpretation. Yep. Whether it's recontextualized, it's always going to be different. Uh, yeah, so the pace. What's pace? Pace is... What's the difference between pace and timing and tempo? The pace is the speed in which you say something. So let's talk about the pace of dialogue. If you have a fast-paced dialogue or a mm-hmm. slow-paced dialogue, that's different. A character that speaks with a slow, slow pace is different from an actor that talks with a fast pace. That's because right. you can tell the difference between someone that says something fast and... Well, it could be different in the characteristic. The, the, the pace of somebody that talks really fast might be really nervous and anxious and really uh, worried about what's happening in their life in that moment in the play. But someone who speaks in a slow and relaxed pace is, is chilled. He's cool. And that's going to tell you something about the character, isn't it? Yes. So as a, as a director, and we talk about direction a lot, but as a director, that could be director of actors who could be talking about set design, anything. In relation to, to pace, it tells a story. Yeah. Pace tells a story of how a character is feeling in that moment. And an actor uses the voice, the and breath, movement. and movement yeah. to, to vary their pace, maybe, to show a feeling. Yep. You want someone to seem relaxed? Well, they can't rush their dialogue. No, and they can't rush their movements either. They should be walking across the stage or through the space you know, in, a, in a relaxed manner taking their time maybe they've got a bit of swagger about them but someone who is that nervous um, anxious character will be moving through the space in a different way and that's when we want to as I often find this when I'm 
when I'm directing people because we get nervous and excited on opening night mm-hmm. or just being the first time on stage or just a character or you're out of your comfort zone or you you know had the wrong thing for breakfast whatever <laughs> it is too bo- many Red Bulls exactly our body's in a weird space and we start speaking quickly mm-hmm. and we think I'll just you know be the, the most entertaining way to do this is as quickly as possible so people can go home so yeah but take your time do something with purpose breathe yeah, breathe <laughs> tell a story and, and great things happen so when yeah. when you've got people that are rushing Really, you can speak to them about the importance of pace and that everyone's performance tells a story. But right, even so even the, the production area of sound can have, a, have something to do with pace. You know, does is the scene underscored with a piece of music that that supports that um, the the mood that you're trying to create? Then create then that maybe the tension is rising. So does the the pace or or the tempo of the music that you put underneath the scene? help to build that tension and that that climax you know or if it's a you know that sweeping beautiful orchestral music underneath a big romantic gestural scene or is it skrillex what is this skrillex you talk about (laughs) we'll get more skrillex Uh, so that's pace and then we talk about timing now timing is the whole piece is timed and, and the pace of a piece too. If you're going to tell a joke, ba dum ba dum ba dum ba dum ba dum ba dum ba da. Yeah, I was like, going to say timing for me. A lot of it, uh, the best examples of timing really come into comedy. Comedy is comedy all about timing. Oh yeah, and of course. Conf- conflict scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the only way to to really deliver that punch, that laugh to the audience, is to make sure that it's timed in the right way. You know, make sure that your punchline comes in the right timing that you uh, yeah, now I think back to, to Noises Off um, and the, the timing specifically the, the fast play. yes sorry, the, the fast, fast. The, the, the timing that the actors had to rehearse and get so beautifully timed in, in doors closing and opening in the right time a fast isn't going to work if you open the door at the wrong time when the other actor in the other door is already is, is still on stage if you have to catch your husband kissing another woman and you open the door at the wrong time and they're not kissing you it's bum, all bum. over that's exactly it right. and you're not going to get the laugh it's not going to make sense it's not going to work same thing with transitions too with timing mm. because transitions is also part of a theatre piece between scenes mm-hmm. if you think an audience can sit through 45 silent blackout seconds of you changing from one thing to that really affects and that is intentional what you're saying is we don't care we'll take as long as we want and that breaks that breaks the pace of the shows we're talking about before but it's also about the timing the swiftness of that transition and you tell the story and you you set up expectation with your audience in that moment as things move quickly or slowly so that those things are really important as well and they can affect an audience so that's timing and then there's tempo so the tempo is about what the, the, the regular rhythm of a scene, the regular rhythm of a character, the regular rhythm of a, a moment or experience in a piece. You can have a slow-paced person who varies their tempo, or you can have someone that has a consistent tempo throughout a piece that's maintaining a solid rhythm or having an inconsistent uh, rhythm or tempo throughout. So think about uh, music mm-hmm. has a tempo. Yeah, you have so you can have a- different music has different tempos. So yeah. within a piece, what is the tempo of the scene? How does it move? How does it flow? And who comes in to change that, obstruct that? So, so the tempo of, let's say, Christopher in The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, his tempo often upsets 
other characters because he slows things down and he takes his time occasionally other times he's obviously experiencing other emotions and performing it in other ways but his tempo really affects other people the busyness of london it affects him so his tempo is, is different and contrasts uh, other characters tempo and that's important to get right in regards to rhythm, we're also talking about it and how it affects the audience. Because really, if you're doing a play by yourself in a room, it's not true art. A theater, the word theater means a place for seeing, and it's not a true theater without an audience to experience it. So you need to share your art with someone. And what you're doing when you're creating an interpretation is you are saying to an audience, look, at how we are framing this piece. Come into this piece and try to view it through our lens. Then an audience can do whatever they want. You they can't, can interpret it how yeah, they want. You can't control really the people that want to see what they want to see, but you can focus their attention in the right ways and rhythm is a way to do that. And like we said before, make sure the characters have the right pace. Make sure the timings of the scenes are appropriate for the themes of the scene, the genre of the play. I think about the rhythm of a, of a strobe light. You know, you, I, I know the strobe light that we have in our classroom, you can change the rhythm of how fast, or I guess it's the pace as well, of how quickly that, that strobe light goes, depending on what effect you want. Do you just want some a, a slow flash of light? Or do you want that really quick, fast-paced, frenetic, frantic, um, you know, heart-pounding strobe effect? So even with lighting, you can have a rhythm with the lighting. Even with, with how you have a blackout, um, do you have a slow blackout and a slow crossfade or do you have a snap? Um, so you can think about... And that affects an audience. It, yeah, a slow fade versus snap. It can be quite jarring. Yes. People notice the difference, especially if you've been consistently using one type of fade and then mm-hmm. you jump to another. Mm-hmm audiences really pick up on that and then what you do in that is that a transition is that something that you're using to um change position of the actors for some reason or change something on the set for some reason um you know that that snap blackout and then a a slow fade up to reveal something has changed can then have that a different effect on the audience and remember all the theater elements of theater composition can be used together Mm -hmm. so you want a contrast in rhythm you want a variation in rhythm across different characters Mm -hmm. you want to use rhythm to emphasize an important moment if you're leading up to an execution or leading up to uh, a moment uh, of of climax we want that rhythm to build we want to actually feel the da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum da 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 bang. We really want to feel that or that obvious the obvious the the fireworks example that. And the production role of sound design is something that really lends itself quite beautifully to rhythm. I mean, depending on how you want to use your sound in your production, but even even the the rhythm of a heartbeat, the rhythm of breath can have different meanings you know if you've got somebody that's well now I'm breaking away from sound into acting but if you've got some an actor on stage that is breathing in a really shallow quick fast-paced breaths you know what does that rhythm of breath mean is that person what is that person experiencing in that moment and you can also analyze the use of rhythm in performance that you see so we're looking at the pace of the characters we are watching the actors using their bodies their expressive skills in order to tell a story uh, about this character the pace of the character the timings of the scenes and the tempo of the play as a whole how has the director brought all these things together to tell a story 
how is rhythm used in this moment to create theatre? I'll again talk about a play, Hamlet Apocalypse, that I saw at TheatreWorks at the end of last year. And for those of you unfamiliar with the play, it it's a group of actors performing Hamlet as the world is about to come to an end. And throughout the play, there's these ten flashes as the audience, as the audience, as the actors count down ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, to the end of the world. And the rhythm, the tempo, and the pace that the the actors use that the, even the lighting design is used with the transitions from, from their lighting all build to this climax. Um, the start, the actors are, you know, just a group of actors rehearsing a play. By the end, they're running over set pieces, they're climbing ladders, they're spitting out wine, they're throwing pace, paper in the air, they're throwing themselves at each other on the floor, they're screaming, they're hollering. But you've seen this change of rhythm and um, develop throughout the play to show that they're about to all die. So builds that climax and that tension within the audience. And what was then beautiful is that they just go, at the very end, go to complete stillness and silence. And all of the actors stepped forward to in front of the audience and spoke calmly and quietly. So the audience was taken on this journey with them. Rhythm. That was cool. Thank you so much for your time, Andrew. Thanks, Nick. That is all from us at The Aside. There are other episodes on elements of theatre composition and we have some resources available, including a PowerPoint with some clips and some questions you might like to ask your students about the elements of theatre composition, two posters and some more detailed explanations of the styles. Feel free to ask for those at asidepodcast at outlook.com. If you have any suggestions for a future episode or you would like to ask a question, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you very much to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you very much to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. 